Welcome back to your daily podcast. I'm Caitlin Winnell, your host, and I'm so happy to be back to talk to you about these topics. As we all know, there's been a lot going on in our world today, and a lot of it has to do with our government. For example, limited government, federalism, separation of powers, checks and balances, and judicial review. All of these topics have something in common, and it's because they're all constitutional principles and have to deal with that. To start out today's episode, we are going to be talking about limited government. Limited government is one of the failures, I guess you could say, in our country. The principle of limited government means that a government must have limited power and cannot make all decisions for their people and treat them like they're slaves or otherwise. At this moment, you might be thinking to yourself, why is this significant and why is this lady talking about this? Limited government is essential because it focuses on the rights of the individuals. It allows individuals in a country to ensure they have personal freedoms about their money, property, and persons. It also limits the amount of taxes a government can impose on a single individual or entity. Throughout history, there has been many examples of this. One specific example is federalism. Federalism is one way that the U.S. is a limited government. Power is divided between the states and the federal government in order for it to stay balanced. Because of this, the central government is restricted from getting too powerful or any one state could do just the same. One specific example of federalism in the United States is the legalization of marijuana. Each state has their own power to legalize the drug, but it conflicts with the Federal Controlled Substance Act. This is a very good example of federalism because the central government doesn't have the power to keep every state from legalizing the drug. Although this is very historic and there's many examples in history, there are also many examples of failed implementation of this. The first failed example of limited government is the mask mandates that were put in place over this past year. The government's power is limited in the Constitution. Also, that's where our rights are stated. Many believed that the mandate was a violation of the rights they had under the Constitution. They thought that the government was abusing their power by forcing everyone to wear a mask and not allowing us to have a choice. The mask mandate caused a lot of conflicts with the people and the government together. Another major and well-known failed example of limited government is the government attempting to stop and prevent peaceful protest. It is one thing if the protest turns violent and causes destruction, but if it doesn't, then the government cannot prevent people from protesting in a non-harmful way. Protesting in a non-harmful way is causing no problems whatsoever. But under the Constitution, people have the right to assembly and free speech. An example of this happening was during the George Floyd protest. Many people were violent, but others were not. And the peaceful protests that got shut down were in violation of the rights we have under our Constitution. So that also caused a huge conflict between the people and the government. Our second principle that we will be talking about is checks and balances. Talking about checks and balances we need to know that each branch has a little bit of power over the other to keep the power balanced. Today, it would be very easy for the government to become corrupt, and this prevents that from happening. This is specifically why this is so significant. Just like limited government, checks and balances also has a bunch of historical examples of implementation in the U.S. Our first historical example is the Marbury v. Madison. This was the court case that established judicial review. Judicial review is the Supreme Court's power to deem any law unconstitutional. 
In the Marbury versus Madison case, President John Adams lost his run for his second term. So right as he was about to leave office, he appointed many government officials. When Thomas Jefferson took office, he told his Secretary of State to not deliver the paperwork to the appointed government officials, thus denying Marbury his new job. The Supreme Court has power to review any law that Congress passes. They reviewed the Judiciary Act of 1789 and concluded that it was unconstitutional. This caused the establishment of judicial review. This is related to checks and balances because it was related to how the judicial branch has power over the other two branches. Another historical example we're going to speak about is the Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was impeached from office for the Watergate incident. Watergate was the Democratic National Committee headquarters, which was broken into by the Nixon administration. The burglars were stealing information for Nixon's re-election campaign. Nixon aggressively tried to cover the scandal up and denied being involved with it at all. We all know that wasn't true. Nixon was re-elected after he was thought to not be involved with this crime, but later the truth comes out about what actually happened, including Nixon paying the burglars hundreds of thousands of dollars in hush money. Next, Nixon tried to create a plan to impede the FBI's investigation. This was obstruction of justice and abuse of his presidential power. Five of Nixon's associates pled guilty, two of them getting convicted. The biggest source of information was William Mark Felt, a.k.a. Deep Throat. William was an anonymous source within the FBI who leaked critical information to the press, helping take down the president and the end to the whole scandal. This whole situation relates to checks and balances because the president was abusing the power he had, so the other two branches took the power he had away from him, leaving him with no power. Now what we've all been waiting for. Unlike limited government, this was successful in the implementation in 2021. Donald Trump was impeached twice while he was president. I'm going to talk about the second impeachment. The second impeachment had the most pro-impeachment votes that a president has ever gotten. That's a lot. Trump was impeached on the incitement of insurrection. The reason for this claim was the attack on the Capitol. It is said that Trump incited the attack after he lost the election that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won. After hearing about me talk about this for a long time, you should know that checks and balances was a great success, but limited government had a few more failures in mind. Both of them had their ups and downs, but they're both important constitutional principles that we need to know about. Thank you so much for coming back to listen to me on my podcast today, and I can't wait to see you next time. Bye!